Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Well, today we talk to APAS President Todd Lewis, who farms at Gray just southeast of Regina. He discusses a wish list for next month's federal and provincial agriculture ministers meeting on farm support programs, as well as a harvest update. Vale Industries of Indian Head unveils a new piece of farm equipment at a community fundraising event near Belcaris today. And a Nut Mountain Farm family develops a new smartphone tool for grading canola. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence, olympic-buildings.ca. And JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-624-2378. Saskatchewan farm groups are calling for major improvements to farm support plans. Federal and provincial agriculture ministers meet next month in Guelph, with Ottawa promising several options to improve business risk programs. APAS President Todd Lewis says agri-stability needs to see better coverage. Well, the review process on the business risk management program, uh, I believe it's uh, been three three years or more that it's uh, been under review, and so we're certainly hoping to see some some kind of improvements or moving or movement on, uh, you know, some changes to uh, especially the agri-stability program in Saskatchewan. We have, you know, less than half the producers currently enrolled in it. Uh, you know, producers are voting with their feet. They don't see the the program as something that's uh, useful to them. So we're just hoping to see some kind of improvements there. And uh, there have been a number of groups asked for uh, some changes to uh, make it more more usable for producers, uh, especially the hog sector for is one, one now with COVID and so on. Uh, uh, some changes to agri-stability there could help that part of the industry. The cattle industry uh, has also put forward some ideas to try and uh, change some of the trigger trigger mechanisms to make it more uh, usable for cattle producers as well. And certainly the grain industry has, has had long-standing issues with uh, agri-stability. So I think, you know, I, I think that's what we're looking for overall is just to see some, some movement one way or the other in agri-stability, you know, in, in next month's meeting. Do you have any specific numbers at this stage? 
Well, I, I think the biggest number when it comes to agri stability is just the participation rate. There's lots of, uh, you know, it's a confusing program. It's not bankable, but the participation rate in Saskatchewan is under 50%. So I think that's the biggest number when you talk about agri stability. It's uh, the, the current program just doesn't work for producers. And, uh, and as I said, they're voting with their feet. They're just not participating in it. So if it's supposed to be a back, backstop for uh, hard times, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that uh, the program is so poorly designed right now that producers don't see any value in it. On another topic, harvest underway. You're farming just south and east of Regina. How's harvest going? Well, the area here uh, really well. We've had a really good run and really, you know, we started in on our lentils in August there and uh, we're able to move on to uh, Durham and then a uh, little bit of uh, canary seed that we have and then uh, on to canola currently. So we've just got uh, less than a thousand acres of canola that unfortunately had a little bit of hail on it in July. So it, it uh, knocked back the maturity a little bit on it, but it looks like it's ready to go this week. So yeah, fortunately we'll probably be uh, done the end of the week at the work if the forecast rains true. So no, it's been a really good harvest and uh, especially when you compare it to last year, uh, there's been a lot of acres covered in, uh, you know, to, we're just coming up to the September 15th here and uh, really in the southern part of the grain belt here, it's uh, not unusual to see producers 75 to 80% complete. So it's uh, it's been a real good news story this fall. Can you share some numbers on yields, how they went? Well, we're certainly on our Durham, uh, you know, uh, moisture was the limiting factor, uh, we didn't have uh, a good general rain at all this year, so it was uh, where we caught showers and so on. So uh, really in our farm, uh, you know, somewhere just, just around the 40 bushel to maybe 45 bushels on the Durham, uh, canola is probably not a whole lot different uh, or maybe a little less here on this hailed stuff. And so it's a very average crop for sure. And and uh, I think that, you know, the same with the with the uh, with the lentils and the pulse crops and uh, we in the area here and uh, you know it had lots of potential uh, if you if you looked at the crop uh, mid July there was uh, lots of potential there for a bumper but with all that hot weather in August and so on it came in very quickly and uh, you know especially in the canola the top pods didn't really fill so I think uh, we're like a lot of the province just an av- average crop and uh, you know we're hoping uh, it's going to be a good marking year and looks like there's some pretty good strength in prices right now. Yeah, could you elaborate a little bit? What are your thoughts on the market prices right now? Well, it sure seems like, uh, you know, the market's recognizing uh, the canola, the pretty strong prices now, and uh, it's unusual that we have, uh, with harvest pressure, that we, we're seeing some rising prices, and uh, I think the pulses as well, uh, of course, all hinges on trade and, and so on with, with big customers like India and so on, so we'll see as it plays itself out, but exceptional quality this this year really in the in the southern part of the grain belt anyway you know typical to have you know number one number two grades on 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 just about all the crops so i think that's uh that's a positive sign and hopefully you know with our trading partners and so on that we're able to uh see this crop moved and uh sounds like we've got lots of rail capacity lined up again this year so let's hope we see some good movement and uh, as i say at some decent prices todd lewis of gray farms just southeast of regina he's the president of apas Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by the Salford Group. Call your Salford equipment dealer or visit salfordgroup.com and the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. Vale Industries of Indian Head has unveiled a new piece of farm equipment. The engineering manager for agriculture at Vale Industries, Clark Behrens, says a portable bin for harvest is being used today at a community event in Balcaris. He says it's called the Grain Giant. 
basically it's a portable bin for lack of a better term uh it's it looks like a, a very large grain cart but the difference is is that you transport it to the field you lift the wheels up which lowers a frame to the ground and it sits in the field you then load it uh, with a with a grain cart or a combine and then you unload it into your trucks all while it's stationary in the field so that is uh it's a, it's a 6,500 bushel capacity field bin, um, so it allows for, you know, lots of lots of volume, um, which is very helpful for whatever reason, breakdowns or labor shortages or, you know, all, all different farmers have different different things that happen on their farm where that extra infield capacity is a is a big benefit to them. So it looks like a giant grain cart, but it's really a portable bin for farmers. Is it costly? No. The the, the cost of the, the bin is very reasonable. Um, it's around the $200,000 mark. And the reason it can stay at that price is because we don't have all the axles and wheels to move it loaded. The, the bin just has a pair of axles, so four wheels, and that reduces the cost substantially. And then... When you get it to the field, lowering it to the ground is how it works. So, so the cost of it is very comparable to, you know, uh, one of the newer, larger grain carts that we that you would buy to harvest your field. When is this available for prairie farmers? Uh, vale is demoing two units this fall, and so far, excellent results. Uh, the two demo units are now available for sale, and there will be production and availability of the grain giant in the new year. Uh, we'll be starting our, our production run early on in the new year, and they will be available for harvest of 2021. And we've reached out in the field at Belcaris at an event. Describe the event for me. The event, uh, Belcaris Community Foundation has two quarters of land that they farm throughout the year. And what is happening today is it's the harvest day. So all the hard work has led up to this where we are taking the crop off. So we reach out to all the local farmers who can bring combines, grain carts, semis, and help take these two quarters off in as short a period of time as possible. So we are we are doing that today, weather permitting, and uh, it's, just, it's a great fundraiser for the community. All the money that is made on the farm is put back into the community so it's, it's, it's a big deal for a small town. Clark Behrens is the Agriculture Engineering Manager for Indian Head-based Vale Industries. Belcaris is about 92 kilometers northeast of Regina. Harvest Day 2020 funds at Belcaris go to local infrastructure and recreation projects. It's one mile east of Belcaris on Highway 10. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, joined right now by Brian Innes. He is the Vice President of Public Affairs with the Canola Council of Canada. Brian, how are you? 
Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me, Sean. Yeah, great to chat with you. Okay, farmers across Canada are going to start to hear more about the Canadian Fuel Standard or the CFS. What What is this new program or new legislation that's going to be rolled out by the Canadian government? Yeah, the Canadian Fuel Standard has been under development for a few, uh, number of months right now. But what it essentially is is a, is a way to reward low-carbon fuels uh, in our Canadian fuel system. It offers a lot of opportunity for biofuels. That means fuels made from things like canola or soybean oil, as well as uh, ethanol from corn and wheat. Now, obviously, you're, work- you're working for the Canola Council of Canada. You've been heavily involved in this process with, with the government. Is this a good news story for canola? Well, it could be a great news story for canola. The details are still being worked out. Um, what we've seen in the canola sector is that uh, clean fuel standards, whether they're in Canada or in the United States or in Europe, are really driving demand for our crop. Uh, what we've seen uh, you know, so far is that roughly around 2 million tons of our canola every year goes for biofuel. Um, this year, it's been very important for canola growers to see over 2 million tons sent to Europe for use in biofuel. And that's driven by their policy framework for clean fuels. We're seeing a lot of growth in the United States as well. Uh, both for traditional biodiesel as well as for uh, renewable diesel, which is made from a, a newer process. And that's really driving demand here in North America. So what, when we look at our clean fuel standard development here in Canada, uh, the details are not yet defined. And how those details work is really important to determine if there's if and how much of a benefit there is for Canadian canola. Currently, about 2% of the diesel includes biodiesel. Do you see that increasing to a number, say, 5% in the in the new CFS? It could increase to 5%. It could also increase more than that, uh, depending on how the, the policy details get rolled out. But with the clean fuel standard, it, it's all driven by how much a feedstock can lower the GHG emissions of the fuel. And that means that each feedstock, whether it's canola oil or soybean oil, um, gets assigned a GH, uh, greenhouse gas intensity number. So when the policy comes into place, it really will depend on what those details look like. I think we're also paying really close attention to how the policy um, puts uh, requirements on feedstock. Uh, for example, there's been um, some proposals around land use and biodiversity criteria put out um, by Environment and Climate Change Canada that would be uh, really difficult and, and uh, would be really hard uh, for the, the Canadian sector to uh, to comply with those requirements. Uh, whereas uh, when we sell our crop to the United States, uh, we are able to uh, get recognized for our sustainable practices. Well, currently we're, we're exporting a large amount of canola, an increased amount of canola to the EU for biodiesel. We've, we've had to sign sustainability agreements if you want to participate in the export to the EU. Are some of the land use requirements being discussed? Are they similar to some of those sustainability requirements by the EU? There are some being discussed that are similar. And the discussion here in Canada is really about how our crop respects the laws at the local level, at the provincial level, as well as the, as the national level. We're putting additional requirements on our growers uh, over and above what they're already doing to comply with uh, those multiple levels of regulation uh, would, would seem to be unnecessary uh, to meet the environmental expectations of Canadians. And if we get the policy right, uh, it will enable 
an opportunity for Canadian farmers to benefit from it uh, without having a lot of additional uh, uh, costs imposed on them. When will those land use requirements be set? As the Canola Council, we've been engaged with the government for many, many months, uh, technical and as well as multiple other levels. Uh, It's not exactly clear when those details are going to come out. Uh, We are expecting that the draft regulations will be published in Canada Gazette uh, in the coming weeks and months. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. You. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather, mainly cloudy today, hazy sky, wind northwest 20, the high 15, the low 1. Wednesday, mainly sunny, the high 13, tomorrow the low plus 4. Thursday, clearing sky, high 15, the low plus 2. Friday, sunny, the high 19, the low 7. Saturday, sunny with a high 21, 30% chance of evening showers Saturday, the low 11. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 18, the low 9. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 19. Normal high is 18, the normal low is 3. The sun rose at 6.34 this morning. It sets at 7.12 tonight. And around the province, the cold spot is up north, Uranium City at plus 2. The hot spot, east end in the southwest corner of the province at 14. Estevan is 16, Saskatoon 13, Swift Current 17, Weyburn 15, Yorkton is 13 degrees. Cloudy and Regina 12, that's 54 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest at 10. Humidity 69%, the barometer dropping 102.0. Cloudy and Moose Jaw 13 degrees, winds are from the west-northwest at 4. Once again, Regina cloudy and 12, that's 54 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. 620 CKRM on location. Hi there, it's Gloria Evans, and boy, oh boy, have we got a terrific day out here in Mooseman. It is Borderland Co-op, and we've got our Fuel Good Day happening at co-ops across Saskatchewan. And we are doing a barbecue here as well. Whitewood is doing a barbecue because I know when I drove by there, I laid on the horn. And the challenge is on. Now, also, Rokenville's Borderland Co-op, they may have a few things going on there. So, whichever happens to be closest to you, make sure that you pop in, fuel up. And right here in Mooseman, um, with every fill, a donation of $0.10 cents per liter will be given to Kids Sports. So, this area is big on football. And with COVID-19, I'm not sure what the, the football program is doing. I'm going to find out about that a little bit later on. But this drive through barbecue is only going until 1.30. So if you're out on the swather, uh, if you're bailing or whatever, maybe there's that point person that you can send into town and they can get the $6 deal, which is a burger and pop. And that's on until 1.30 today. Make sure that you stop by and say hi. It's Borderland Co-op. They've got lots of other things going on as well. We'll tell you about. For 620 CKRM in Mooseman, I'm Gloria Evans. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. 
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com A new smartphone app is expected to be launched later this week that can grade canola for farmers. ProGrade is the brainchild of Gord and Patrick Keller, third and fourth generation family farmers near Nut Mountain. Gord and Pat's combined backgrounds of farming experience, automation development, and communication specialties found frustration with the lack of digital accuracy within the current oilseed grading system. Challenges such as loss of local elevators and COVID-19 have meant more time on the road to find the answers about the quality of their oilseed. Pat Keller is the Chief Technology Officer and says it's still being fine-tuned. There's always ups and downs when you're developing a, a technology but uh and and it's a whole new kind of technology to doug uh, regarding artificial intelligence um we just we got so frustrated with a, a 27 billion dollar industry in canola that literally didn't have a machine for grading and in 2020 i find that to be uh, uh just very poor um I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, like it's a major commodity we have in Canada, and we don't have a single machine that can analyze it. And uh, uh, so we've built this artificial intelligence app to recognize the seeds, and uh, it's doing quite well. Um, but we're just trying to get our accuracies right down now, and um, we're just putting the final touches on it, I guess. Keller describes how the app works. So it's only available for uh, iPhone because uh, Android phones, they they tend to skew uh, blues and greens on the cameras just a little bit. The, the consistency of the camera isn't quite uh, what an iPhone is. iPhone cameras are completely consistent throughout. So uh, our research showed that a lot of people are iPhone users to start. So we focused on, on developing with an iPhone and... Um, yeah, you'll, it'll walk you through. You, you turn your phone sideways, and uh, you get your uh, your picture as close to your sample as you can. Uh, there'll be a little square around it, and you take your picture, and you wait a few minutes, and it analyzes it, and it should spit you back a grade on uh, um, how many yellow seeds, how many green seeds, how many uh, black seeds, whatever you got. Um, and then it will actually have a review confidence so every seed it will know that it's 99 percent positive that it's yellow or green or it'll say i'm only you know 60 percent confident that this is because uh everything is you know very subjective uh at this uh, within canola grading so uh um, we're trying to eliminate some of that subjectiveness we're try- we need to get this developed and deployed here and take it to our uh, canola council and our, our grain commissions because the wording that they have on um, on uh, grading canola right now, if you look at the cards, it'll say, well, if it's kind of this color and it's sort of this overall color, then uh, it should be considered green. Well, that we're finding it. Uh, with the detail that you can pick up with the cameras, that you could actually get detailed percentages of yellow or a green that we can calibrate to a color. So right now we've we're, we've developed it the way the industry is, but uh, I think that the industry is going to see a change with ProGrade coming. 
Coming up, we find out how much the canola grading app will cost and when it will be available for farmers across the prairies. I've You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. A new app for iPhones is scheduled to be launched late this week to help farmers grade their canola crop. ProGrade is the idea of Gord and Patrick Keller, farmers near Nut Mountain. Pat Keller is the chief technology officer and says the app is strictly for canola right now. Strictly canola seeds right now. Um, we have plans for going into other uh, lentils uh, and etc. down the line, but um, right now we're strictly focusing on uh, canola. Um, the, we have it, it's just going to be working on the 100 strip right now because the detail on the 500 was uh, a lot to get it ready for harvest, so um, we're going to get the 500 rolls ready here for next year. Um, and we really hope our government start getting uh, involved with, uh, with ProGrade because um, we're finding producers are hauling their, their grain all over the, the countryside and getting a different result at ev- every elevator. And I really find that um, in the day and age of carbon tax to be unacceptable. You know, we should have some more symmetry and... Uh, well, it's more consistency in our uh, in our uh, grain uh, analysis. Keller outlines the cost of the canola grading app. Yes, yeah, so it's a subscription model. Uh, we're self-funded. It's just Dad and I, and uh, we're a few farmers uh, just trying to scratch out a living in Saskatchewan here. So it's uh, it's thirty nine ninety nine for a month, uh, fifty nine ninety nine for six months, and ninety nine ninety nine for the year. Um, it, it's a tool that we hope that uh, farmers will, will be able to use and like. Um, also, with the tool, you're going to get an ability to store your grain in the bin and say, well, I know that this bin is 2% green, um, 5% green, hopefully no green, because nobody, nobody needs to deal with that kind of mess, that's for sure. Keller explains where farmers can find the app. It will be under ProGrade. Uh, you'll also be able to go on our website, uh, theharvestapp.com, um, and that should direct it there. Uh, when it's ready for launch, then uh, I know I already had a lot of producers trying to download it, and I said, well, it's not ready just yet. We were just trying to make people aware that it's coming this harvest. Uh, it said that on the on the webpage, Launching Harvest 2020, but uh, I think uh, a lot of guys were excited to, to load it. Um, but, uh, yeah, theharvestapp.com is the easiest way, and those links will be working here very, very shortly. Keller explains further. It's a technology that we're trying to build here. Uh, like I say, canola is a $27 billion industry, and I think it's time that we got rid of some of the subjective grading that we've been subject to um, you know, with COVID now, we're not able to go into the elevators and even see how they're grading our uh, our canola, and and that is actually our right as farmers to to know uh, how they're grading it. And if there is an argument, I mean, it's always subject to grain commission. This is by no means a final grade; it's uh, a suggestive grade. But I really see the future in the technology 
being a, a final print one day once we can get it to that that standard. So I hope it's something that uh, farmers are going to support and and push because I I know for myself I got a lot of different grades of canola all over and I've I've had different grades of canola on a on a shift change. I've had a number one in the morning and a number two in the afternoon. Um, and that went on for five days straight. So I think it's time that uh, we move forward in 2020, especially with canola. And, uh, yeah, I hope ProGrade is the answer for that. Pat Keller is the Chief Technology Officer for ProGrade, a new app that can grade canola. It's expected to be available for download on Friday. You can also follow them on Twitter at ProGrade10. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollows Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading. Canola fell 340 at 469.47. Number one red spring wheat dropped 281 at 212.87. Rest all unchanged. Durham 268.22. Feed barley 178.70. Flax 552.85. Lentils 550.50. Oats 173.53. Yellow peas 248.89 and feed wheat 166.16. Minneapolis spring wheat December futures fell six and three quarter cents at 5.23 and three quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest quotations. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 15th. Weyburn's last regular sale was on September 2nd. Market was still holding steady. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.80. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.12 to $1.24. We had a pre-sorted yearling sale here on Monday. The market on yearling cattle had picked up a couple cents, 650 to 700 pounds steers Averaged $1.98 and sold it to $2.11. 700 800 pound steers averaged $1.97 and sold it to $2.11. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.89 and sold it to $2.03. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.75 and sold it to $1.85. Heifers were about 15 to 20 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights of the sale were a group of 700 pound red steers at $2.11 a pound. A group of 800-pound exotic steers at $1.98 a pound. A group of 900-pound exotic steers at $1.85 a pound. A load of 1,000-pound exotic steers at $1.75 a pound. A group of 1,130-pound exotic steers at $1.63.5 a pound. We also had Reputation Black Angus Cattle from the Taylor Ranch. They had a group of 865-pound steers at $1.91 a pound. A group of 950-pound steers at $1.82 a pound, a group of 850-pound heifers at $1.76 a pound, and a group of 950-pound heifers at $1.67 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. The pork report is unavailable at source. Coming up, the resource report. Four. 
620 CKRM on location. Hi there, it's Gloria Evans, and I'm at the Borderland Co-op in Mooseman. Lindsay stopped by. He came over from across the border. You rebel, you, Lindsay, just coming over for a burger and, and to say hi, actually, as a 620 CKRM listener. Well, fuel out here is $1.4.9, and know this, that when you fuel up on Fuel Good Day today, you are helping out Kids Sport in Rokenville, Whitewood, and Mooseman as well. And talking to the organizers there, they say kids are doing karate and soccer and gymnastics, football, hockey, you name it, that's the beauty of kids sport. If a kid wants to do something and it's involving sport, they will help come up with the money to get into that sport, buying the equipment or the registration. So we've got the barbecue on until 1.30 and a lot more uh, good times happening. Just check out our Facebook page as well. For 620 CKRM at Borderland Co-op in Mooseman, I'm Gloria Evans. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns, and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-buildings.ca Canadian manufacturing sales climbed for a third consecutive month in July, but still remain 5.4% below pre-pandemic levels in February. Stats Canada says manufacturing sales rose 7% to $53 billion in July, helped by gains in the motor vehicle and parts sector. That missed analyst expectations of an 8.7% increase. A TD Bank senior economist says the upward trend over the last few months indicates activity is normalizing, but he cautions the easiest part of the recovery is over and the hard part is next. The World Trade Organization has ruled that U.S. tariffs on more than $200 billion in Chinese imports are illegal under the rules of the global trade body. The decision marks the first time the Geneva-based trade body has ruled against a series of tariffs that the Trump administration has imposed on a number of countries, including allies like Canada as well as rivals. President Donald Trump has repeatedly criticized the WTO for allegedly treating the U.S. unfairly. On the markets, the industrial, telecommunication and utility sectors helped lift Canada's main stock index in late morning trading, while U.S. stock markets also climbed higher. The TSX Composite Index was up 131 points at 16,491. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 140 points at 28,133. The Canadian dollar traded at 75.84 cents U.S. compared with 75.90 cents on Monday. The October crude oil contract was up 34 cents at 37.60 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and great. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM.